Begin the current Tav Masechtes Baba Kam and Dav Kov Tes. Begin on the bottom of Kov Ches Mebeis, three lines up at the bottom of the Yamit. We will continue the halacha of the of the Mishnah, which we began the Mishnah, which was continuing on the theme of these halachas regarding the halachas of Ganav, which there's two part two types of Ganav. There's the one who actually steals, and there's the one who was a shamer, and then he denies claiming it was stolen from him. Where both of them have the same halacha, just regarding the one who it was, who was the shamer. For him to be liable, he has to actually take an oath first, whereas a regular Ganav would be liable right away for if two Adim come along and say that he stole it, he'd be Chayav Kefal, whereas by turning time, this Ganav would only be if he makes a Shvul, a Sheker, a false oath, and then they catch him that he was lying, then he would have to pay Kefal. Then there's another halacha regarding which the Mishnah is discussing, regarding that after he takes the false oath, then he admits that he lied, then he has to pay the principal back, an added Chaymish of penalty, and the carbon Ashram. So on that, our Mishnah continues regarding Hagoizles Aviv. If someone steals from his father, Vinishbaloi, and he swears falsely saying that he didn't, then Umais, and his father dies. Now, after that his father died, then he admitted his guilt. Which, again, that's when you steal something and then you swear falsely and then you admit later. So he has to pay the principal back, the fifth, and a carbon ashram. But to who? His father's already dead. Lebanov. To the sons of his father, meaning his brothers, or to his father's brothers, meaning if his father had no sons besides him. Now, as Rashi says, although they actually he is the son, he inherits from his father, but he has to fulfill his obligation of returning the theft which he stole. And therefore he can't even hold on to his portion of the inheritance. He has to give it back, again, to either his brothers or to his father's brothers, but he himself cannot hold on to it because he has to be mekayim the halach of the Ashavah Zegzela with the chaymish and the Karbanashah. Now, but says the Mishnah, V'im now if he doesn't want to lose his portion, or if he actually doesn't even have any properties that he could give up on his portion of the inheritance, he needs that. So what he could do is as follows, his lava, he borrows from other people, and then he gives back what he owes to fulfill the mitzvah of Hashava, returning the theft to his brothers. And then, then his creditors, who he borrowed from, come and collect from the part that he, he returned to his brothers, which really part of that inheritance was his. So, for example, let's say it was him and two other brothers. So, when the creditors come, they collect a third of the inheritance from the brothers. And the breast the brothers take again because really that is his part. Just he has to fulfill the mitzvah of Ashava, so he has to give it back all. But he's going to end up losing then his part. So what he could do is he could first borrow, and he has no money. Then they're going to collect his part from what he returned to the brothers. Similar halacha, the Mishnah tells us if someone says to his son, Kainim, which is a lashon of a nether, taken a vow, you cannot have any benefit from me. So then the halacha is, it may, but when then he dies, Yerushan, then the son does inherit. Because when he's saying you can't inherit from me, it was only when he was alive, when he's dead, he could have benefit from what he inherits from his father. Now, however, as we continue to talk about and Aleph, but let's say he says, he takes a, the father makes a nether, you can't have benefit from me when I'm alive and when I'm dead. So then says the Mishnah, when he dies, which although the words are he cannot inherit him, he really inherits him, because that's the biblical law, he just can't have benefit from it. So, so he has to return it to either the, his father's sons, meaning his brothers, or his father's brothers, same as we mentioned, the same halachic component of the previous halacha. Now, but again, as we said, but if let's say this son has nothing to eat, and he really needs an inheritance, so what he can do is, is lava, he borrows money, 
and then he consumes that money, and then the creditors come and collect, and he doesn't have what to return to them, then they could go ahead and take from the inheritance his portions, although indirectly he's benefiting from the father's inheritance. But since it's not direct, it's not a violation of the nether, and that's how he could, he could go ahead and get, because really the inheritance is his, he just can't benefit, so he can borrow it, and the creditors could go ahead and take that inheritance. Now, Gemara qualifies the halacha, which we spoke about, which we mentioned first today, in the middle of the Mishnah, regarding someone who steals from his father. So, Amr Yisra, says that if, let's say, he doesn't find the inheritor of his father to return it to, let's say he was an only child, which again, we said in the Mishnah, he can't keep it for himself, so he has to give it back to his brothers, let's say there's no brothers, his father didn't have any brothers. So he doesn't know who is the closest relative to return it to. So says Rabbi Yosef, uh, you could even give it, you could even give it to the charity box. Meaning, as long as you don't hold on to it yourself, that will be a fulfillment of the mitzvah of returning it to the Hashabbos Exela. Now, you're not returning it to him, to the father, because he's dead already. There's no brothers, there's no uncles. So you don't have to, says Rabbi, says Rabbi Yosef, go search for, for infinity to find people. As long as you return it to somebody, even to the charity box, that's going to be enough. Now, but Amra Papa qualifies this, but But when he returns it to the to the charity box, he has to say, this is the theft of my father, that that should be a fulfillment of returning of the theft. Now, on this halacha, the Gemara asks, Amai. Why? Why does he have to do this? Why does he have to give it to his charity box? Let him forgive himself. Meaning, when there's no inheritors besides him, as we said, he doesn't even know who else there is. So all of it goes to him. Why can't he be Michael himself? As the Gemara says, Milik's not, didn't we learn the Mishnah Kof that says, different variations of halachas. Now, one of the cases it mentions over there is, It talks about what's halachic relevancy if, let's say, the victim forgives the thief regarding the principal, but he doesn't forgive him regarding the fifth. Which, there the halacha is that he didn't, he didn't fulfill the, the mitzvah of, of returning, of, of returning the, the, the fifth, and neither of the karen. It's just that the gana is that the victim forgives it to him, but he never returned it to him. So says the Gemara, Amma, what we see is that for a person to fulfill his obligation of the theft, we see the halacha is that bar mechilahu. It doesn't, you don't have to actually return it, you don't have to do a mitzvah shava. The victim could forgive it and that's valid also. So therefore here also, since the one who is inheriting is the God of himself, so let him, quote, forgive himself, and then he'll fulfill his obligations of theft. The way we're understanding the halacha of the Mishnah Batel now sounded like that, okay, you have to return something to fulfill. The question the Gemara is asking is that, why is that? We see the Mishnah Kof Gimel says that you don't have to actually return it. If there's a forgiveness, is a mechila, that's good enough. Let him, so let him be mechila himself. So Amir Yechon says, like, Kasha, it's not a difficulty. Because ha, the Mishnah on Daf Kof Gimel and Alf, meaning what we call the Reisha of our Mishnah, which is the, when the Mishnah before ours, is Rabbi Yisrael Ha, Rabbi Kiva. Our Mishnah, which we call the Sefer, is going like Rabbi Kiva. And therefore, the, you're right, there are differing opinions. The Tanakhli and the Brisa. Pasuk Midbar says, Vim ein le'ish goyal, that if the man does not have a redeemer, meaning he doesn't have an inheritor, who is lahashav ashram, that he can return the ashram, which the Gemara later on, next daf, explains, that's a reference to the principle of the theft. Meaning there's no one, the guy you st- he stole from is not alive anymore, and the guy doesn't have any inheritors. So therefore the halach is, as the Pasuk there describes, it goes to the Kayan. Now the question that Brisa asks is, Is there any Jew that doesn't have any redeemer, any relative? Meaning, if he doesn't have a son, or a daughter, or a brother, 
there's someone that he's related to who's do some Jewish geography until Yaakov Avinu, whoever's closest is the closest relative, is the one that gets it. So what does it mean? There's no relative. Ella rather explains the b'risa because begezla hagera kasamadabra. The pasuk is talking about when someone stole from a convert. A convert is not considered related anymore. It's like a newborn child, not related to his non-Jewish parents, and he did, doesn't have any children. And then it's talking about there in the pasuk that the guy who stole from him swore falsely, as the pasuk says, limol mal Hashem. He did an act of treason to Hashem because he took this false oath. So that's where the the pasuk is talking about. Now, says the Brisa, so you have this halach over here, where someone who stole from the convert, and he swore to him, saying, I didn't. Now, and then he obviously admits his guilt, and now he's chayiv for the principal, the chaymish, and the ashen. Now, then he hears that, however, that the convert died. Now, so, so like the Pasik tells us over there, he's bringing up his money, meaning the principal, and the carbon asham is bring up to Yerushalayim to give this to the Kahanim, as the Pasik says over there, this guilt which is being returned should go to Hashem, to the Kayin, which Gemara later on tells us that what is the asham? It's a reference to the principal. I mean, he has to return the theft, but the, God, but the, the victim's not around anymore and he has no inheritors. So it says you give it to the Kayin. Now, but it says the Braisa, let's say he heard that the convert had died, but actually he didn't on his way to bring to the Yerushalayim, to give it to the Kayin, actually encounters the guy he stole from. Now, but, v'zak for your love, the convert, he says, look, I know you stole from me, but he then, tra- he then transformed that theft into b'milva. In other words, he said, don't worry, it's not, you're not a ganav, you didn't, I know you stole from me, but it's, you know, I understand that you needed the money, you were desperate. Instead of it being considered like, like theft, I, you, you'll pay me back in a year from now. Let it be considered like a loan. Now, then, umes. Then after that, the convert died. So then the halacha is that then the ganav is the one who is in possession of the money. So zachalom mashabiyadai. So the gods, the Gaza now, he now merits what he has in his hand, meaning from Hefka, which is generally the halacha, when a ger dies. So any Yisrael could go ahead and take it because there's no inheritors. Now, Generally, we say this halacha that the Pasik tells us when you steal from a convert, oh, so then you have to go ahead and return it to the Kayin when you're returning the Gzela. Here, it's not Gzela anymore because actually the guy told him, look, it's a loan. A loan is like convert's money in his hand, so when the convert dies, he could just, it's Hefka now, he can go ahead and, and, and maintain that money which was originally stolen but then turned into a milva, he gets to keep it forever. That's the Rabbi Yisraeli. Bekiva, I mean, he says, no, this Gazan does not have any rectification, until he gets rid of the theft from his hand. This is stolen money, although the guy said, okay, you know what, you stole from me, I get it, you were desperate, hold on to it, give it back to me in a year from now. Still, it's stolen money, says Bekiva, no, you can't do that. You have to go ahead and get rid of it, you can't give it back to him, so you give it back to whoever, to the client, whatever it is, but you can't hold on to it. So, explains Rabbi Yechanan, this machlekes Rabbi Yisagli and Rabbi Kiva is the machlekes between our Mishnah and the Mishnah of Kof Gimel. That is, Rabbi Yisagli, loishno lenafshe. It doesn't make a difference if it's a guy forgiving himself, like over here, where this guy, he wants to forgive himself what he stole from the convert. Which, because he, the, the convert's not alive to forgive it to him, he's dead now. Now, but he has to return the gzela. He says, oh, okay, fine, I'll forgive myself. I'm zeicha from Mefka, I can forgive myself. 
Now, same thing would apply for the halacha of our Mishnah. Rabbi Yisrael would hold that if somebody steals from his father, and he swore to him falsely, then his father died, then he could forgive himself. And therefore, that halacha doesn't make a difference if it's forgiving himself. And neither, obviously, would it make a difference for sure that others, the victim, could forgive that matzi machal, that he could forgive the, the one who, who, who stole from him. Now, the, the Mishnah on the Kof Gimel that was saying that the, the victim could forgive the Gazan for the principle, that was Rabbi Yisrael Which, yes, although they were talking about others, meaning the victim forgiving to the Gazan, but actually the same thing would apply for the Gazan to forgive himself, to fulfill his obligations of Gzela. In other words, like in the case that they discuss over here in the Brisa by Gezlager, or like in our Mishnah regarding the Yairish, because, as Rashi explains, that the assumption that Rabbi Yechon is working under is that Zakfai, that although it says that it wasn't that the guy really forgave himself, it was that the convert first transformed it into a milva, so therefore it wasn't really Geza, as Lav Davka, as Igmar will shortly explain that. So therefore, really essentially, according to Rabbi Yechonon, Rabbi Yisaglili is saying here in the Bryce that the guy for, could forgive himself. And therefore, you're right. In this halacha of Amish, basically, would hold that he could forgive himself, and he wouldn't have to pay back to his brothers or to his father's brothers. And therefore, the Mishnah of Kov Gimel that said that there could be a mechil, you don't have to actually return something, is a great glili. Now, although they're talking about from the victim to the guy, to the Gazan himself, that's laughed off. It would even be the Gazan could even forgive himself. Whereas Rabbi Kiva, according to Rabbi Kiva, says Rabbi it doesn't make a difference if from other persons forgiving him, meaning the victim, the nigzal to the Gazan, or it doesn't make a difference in forgiving himself, he cannot go ahead and have forgiveness to, to, to fulfill his obligation of returning the gzela. So therefore, our Mishnah that teaches that he has to pay the principal and the fifth to the sons or to the brothers, that is Rabbi Kiva. And he's teaching it in a case of when he's forgiving himself that he can't forgive it, but really the truth is Rabbi Kiva would hold even others, even if, let's say, the victim himself would forgive and say, okay, I'm Michael on the Karen, but I'm not Michael on the Chemish, like the case of the Mishnah of Kov Gimel. Actually, Rabbi Kiva would disagree with that and he would say, no, that doesn't work either. Mechila doesn't work. So again, according to this Machlik, as the way Birchen is describing it, is do you have to actually return the Gzela or not? Rabbi Yisrael holds that, no, there could be Mechila. So it doesn't make a difference who's being Michael, whoever has the rights. It could be the victim, it could be the Gazan himself, if he's the guy who has the rights, like Begez Lager or Bayi Yerush. Whereas Rabbi Kiva holds no, you have to return the object. Like he says those words, So even though he's the inheritor, it doesn't work, you can't fulfill it through forgiveness. So the Gemara explains, as we mentioned from Rashi, Ul Rabbi so it comes out according to Rabbi Yechanan that in Rabbi Yechanan's opinion, the truth is that even if the convert had not transformed that theft into a loan, that actually that the, the same thing would apply, which, and therefore, the same thing would apply in the halacha of our Mishnah, that when someone inherits his father, that even though it wasn't transformed into a loan, and it, it, he never fulfilled his obligation of returning the theft when his father was alive, but once his father dies, and then he inherits his father's, his, his father's estate, so he can forgive himself. Now, Ahmed Bey Zegemar is going to ask, and according to this interpretation of Rabbi Yesi, then regarding the halacha of Gezlager, which we said the whole idea is that Gez Lager is that there's no Yerushim, that it goes to the Kohanim, how are you ever going to have such a case? If Gez Lager, the guy who has the theft, he could go ahead, even if it wasn't translated into a milva, could forgive himself. So when do you have a locha that he has to give it to the Kohanim? Seemingly he could always just forgive it to himself. That the Gemara will address on Amid Beis. 
So again, according to this interpretation of Rabbi Yechon, according to Rabbi Yesi, it's even if it's really not transferred into a milva. Now, why in this case of the Brisa with the Machlekes Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Yisak Lili, did Rabbi Yisak Lili mention specifically that it was transformed into a milva, and that's why he could go ahead and be Michael to himself? Seemingly, he could be Michael in general, whoever has the rights to the money, even if it was not a milva. That was That was to tell us the strength of the opinion of the other dispute of Rabbi Kiva, that even though the Ger had made it into a loan, Still, in le takana shayetz exile metachas yodis. So Rebbe held that no, it's seemingly, and that would that would that's the bigger chiddush of Rebbe Where okay, it's not even theft. It doesn't have to return the theft. It wasn't theft anymore. The guy said it's okay. I know, you know, what, just hold on to it for another year, like it should be like a loan. Says Rebbe that no, ultimately that that was a theft. Which on some level that's like a mechila to say I'm forgiving it. Let's just consider it like a loan. That mechila doesn't work. What you stole, you have to return physically. And therefore, Rabbi Kiva says, even in such a case, mechila is not going to work. But again, Rabbi Yisaguli himself says, Rabbi Yechanan, that in all situations, even if he's the gazan, he can forgive it to himself, even if it wasn't translated into a milvah. Now, on this interpretation of Rabbi Yechanan, to resolve what the seeming contradiction between our Mishnah and the, the previous Mishnah, Maskevler of Sheshis, he asks, Ihachi, if that's the case that you're saying that even if it wasn't translated into a, a milva, still Rabbi says that the Gazan himself could forgive himself, then the question is, it actually should be the exact opposite, meaning, the Mishnah of Kov Gimel that said that you could have a case where the victim could forgive the principal to the Gazan that you said, that who's the town of that Mishnah? It's Rabbi But since that case is talking about where the, that it's, it's, it's the Gazlan, it's the Nigzal, it's the victim forgiving to the Gazlan, but since you said Rabbi Yisi holds that even the Gazlan can forgive himself, we're, so according to, according to that, the Rashish asked Rabbi Yisa Glili, according to Rabbi Yisa Glili, Lishaminon Linavshe. He should have said a bigger Chiddush. He should have said actually the case of our Mishnah. He should have said when the guy forgives it to himself, like a guy who inherits his father, where he could forgive it to himself, and there, in our Mishnah, it should have said that actually he's Potter, which then we would have said that's like Rabbi Yisai Glili. For Koshke Lachem, and for sure in the case of when it comes to others, where the victim himself could for sure forgive it, to the Gazan. And so too in the reverse. We should have said in Rebbe Kiva that the bigger Chiddush, that even others, the victim, cannot go ahead and forgive to the Gazan. In other words, by the case of the Mishnah of Kav Gimel and Alev, where it was told my where the Nigzal was forgiving the Karen to the Gazan, which you said that it's going like Rebbe Yesi, to the contrary. It should have said that he cannot be Michael. And we should have said that it's like Rabbi Kiva, exact opposite of how Rabbi, how Rabbi Yechonon said. He said, oh, I'm Mishnah Rabbi Kiva, and that Mishnah is Rabbi Yisrael. I've had asked Rabbi Sheshesh, to the contrary, if you're saying that each one holds the hard line, and if, could you be, if Mechila works or not, Rabbi Kiva holds it never does, even from Acherim, and Rabbi Yisrael holds it does even on Avshay, then it should be the exact opposite. You should have said there that that Mishnah would be like Rabbi Kiva and Davkov Gimel, and it would be saying that others cannot be Michael. Now from there we would learn that for sure that he can't forgive it to himself. Now the interpretation according to this would be that in the case of the Brisa when it says that was that then the Ger turns it into a Milva, that is the case of Acher, where because he's like forgiving it. And that's what Rebbe Kiva is saying, that he can't go ahead, even Acherim can't be Meichel, even the victim can't be Meichel to the Gazlan. 
So therefore, what Rav Shesh is really asking is, but now that it sounds like from the two Mishnayas, that actually from others, like the Mishnah Kov Gimel Oman Alf said, that others could be Michael, meaning the victim could be Michael, could forgive it to the Gazan. Whereas our Mishnah makes it sound like, but that he himself cannot forgive it, it sounds like that it's, 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 it's specifically that way. Meaning that really the two Mishnayas, the Reisha, which is Kov Gimel, and the Seifa, which is our Mishnah, are really one Tana. So Elam Rav Sheish, rather Rav Sheish explains, no, Havahar Bisaglili, both Mishnayas are Bisaglili. Because Kikam Bisaglili, the Matzimacha, when did he say in this Brisa that there could be Mechila that helps, that you don't have to actually return the theft? That's La'acherim, that's for another person, meaning the victim could forgive it to the Gazlan, which that's the case of the Gezel Hager, where he's forgiving it, he turns it into a Milva. But for himself, like in our Mishnah, that Rabbi Sikli would agree that he can't forgive it himself. In other words, what comes out is that now the interpretation of it's a Kafi B'milva is different, that since the Ger himself was the one who converted the halacha of being viewed as a theft, and essentially he was like being Meichelit, saying, oh, let it be like a loan, I'm forgiving, don't worry that you stole. So when he dies, that's when the Gazan acquires it. Now, therefore, in the case of the Mishnah of Kav Gimel and Aleph, where the Nigzal, the, the, the victim, forgives it to the Gazlan, yes, that's Rabbi Yaisi, because according to Rabbi Kiva, no, he would say that he has to return it from his own. Like he learns over here in the Brisa, that Ein there's no rectification until he actually returns the theft. But the safe is also Rabbi Yaisi, because Rabbi Yaisi agrees that for himself, he can't forgive himself, because since it was never transformed from a theft, you can't go ahead and outdo the theft yourself. The victim could forgive it and say it's not a theft. But the guy himself, even though he's the inheritor, he can't go ahead and transform it from being theft to non-theft. And therefore, that's what Rav Shesha says. You could say that both Mishnahs are basically. So he explains, Then why by the case of the Brisa, by Gez Lager, is it that he gets to hold on to what he has himself? Seemingly that's a case of Meichel and and that he says, no, Mishnah Dezak, Finolav Benilva. The Ger... He was essentially like being Meichlet when he transformed it and converted it from theft to a milva. That was his Mechila. That could work from one to another. But basically we would agree for the guy himself, like a Na'amishnah, that doesn't work. That's Rav Shesh's interpretation. Rav Amma, he says, similar type, but the, but the exact opposite. He says, Havah Rabbi Kiva. That actually we could say that both Mishnahis are like Rabbi Kiva. Because actually he would say that according to Rabbi Yisi, that no, that even for the guy himself he could be Meichel. Because as Rabbi Yechon had assumed, that the kafir la b'milva is lavdafke, even if the ger doesn't trans- convert it into a, a loan, still the guy himself could forgive himself. Now, but, kiyom Rabbi Kiva, to like Matzimach, when Rabbi Kiva is saying the b'raisa, that mechila doesn't work, that's l'nafshe, that's for the guy himself to forgive himself, like in our Mishnah. Now, although that by the ger, that he was zakaf la b'milva, but that's what Rashi explains in Rav's interpretation of Rabbi Kiva. But since he didn't go straight up and forgive it to the guy who stole from him, so that, again, didn't remove it from the halachas of theft. Meaning, you still have to return it to me. Just, okay, we won't consider it as a, as a theft, we'll consider it as a loan. But it wasn't a total mechila. That's where Rabbi Kiva says, therefore the same like in our Mishnah, that lenavsheh doesn't work. But for others, meaning that when the victim totally forgives the Goslin, that Rabbi Kiva would agree, that Matzimachal, that you could do Mechila, and therefore the, the, the Mishnah and Dafkav Gimel could also be like Rabbi Kiva. 
Now the Gemara continues on the base and asks the question that we alluded to earlier and says, wait a second, Mechlal, the inference would be then that the way Ravah just interpreted, that even if, let's say, it wasn't Zakavalav the Milva, the Rebbe would hold in all situations, the Gazlan himself, if he's the Yerush, like in the case of our Mishnah, he could forgive it to himself. But then ask the Gemara, then how do you ever have the halacha? The Torah talks about a special parasha, as we mentioned from the Bryce and Amman Aleph, when he steals from a convert and he has no Yerushim, so what do you do? So it says you go to the Kahanim. What do you go to Kahanim? You're saying, he said, he could forget, Gary's money is Hefker. So when he has the theft, he's the Yerush now, he could go ahead and he could be, he could go ahead and, 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 and be Meichlet to himself. So how do you ever have the ask to give it to the Kahanim? So Rabbi, he, he answers, what are we talking about over here? The case is that he stole from a convert, and then he swore to him falsely, said, oh, I didn't steal. Then, then the convert dies. Then, then he admits his guilt after the convert died. Now, at the time when he admits, which is actually the time when the, when the, the liabilities begin, which is the last part of the leg of the obligation, at that point, Kano Hashem. Then HaKadosh Baruch Hu acquires it, like the Pasuk says, HaMushav LaHashem, which returned to Hashem, which that's what goes L'Kayin, then it's Venus L'Kahanim. Then is when he has to give it to the Kahanim. Now, when he admits when the Ger is alive, then you're right, then it would be like a loan on him, so therefore when the convert dies, he could just forgive it to himself. Because when he admits to the convert, the liabilities are then to the convert. When he dies, the liabilities to him are hefker. Then whoever wants his money or his liabilities or assets, whatever it is, could take it. But when he's dead already, and then he admits, then the liability is to Hashem. Then he can't, then it's not the gears anymore for him to be meichlet himself. That's the case where Rabbi Yisra would be saying, you have to give it to the Kahanan. Now relating to this halacha, by Ravina, Ravina asked, let's say Gezel Let's say, he stole from a female convert. And he swore falsely. And then after she was dead, he admitted to his guilt. Maha, what's the Would that go to the Gehanim? Or would he be able to be merited to, for himself? As the Gemara explains, Ish Amrachman, the Torah says, Im ish It says, if the man doesn't have an inheritor. <clears throat> so it says a man, which is to exclude a woman. A woman that doesn't apply that it goes to the Gehanim. He can keep it for himself. Maybe that's just the way the Pasuk speaks. It usually speaks in the masculine, but really it would apply just as well to the feminine. So I'm going to Ravina. So Ravaran said to Ravina, Toshima, the Tanya, come in here, I'll prove to you from a Bryce that says Ish, it says a man. It says the Bryce, Ainli Eli Ish, I would know that's only a man. Ish, Minayin, how do I know it applies to a female convert too? Kishu when it says in the Pasuk, Hamusha, which is returned, Harikan Shnaim, so that, that, that applies to two different types of people. Either Rashi says because it says the word uh, returning two times in the Pasuk, which is Lahashiv, and it says Hamushiv, or because it says the word Ashem, which is the guilt, which is the principle, it says that two times Lahashiv Ashem and Hashem Hamushiv. So either one, either because of the word of returning or the word of the guilt, it says two times. So that tells you that for two types of people, not only a man, but even a woman. So what does the Pasuk teach when it teaches a man? So man could exclude a woman, but it's not. Actually, ishat tzarech lavz achav. What it's excluding is actually someone else. Man, you have to go ahead and, and look after him to inquire. Imish If he has redeemers, meaning if he had children, meaning he doesn't have any other relatives because he converted. He's not connected upwards, but he could have downwards. Imlav. If not, meaning before you give it to the kain, you have to first inquire if he has yershim. But ish man excludes cotton, a minor, meaning a convert that converted as a minor. 
by him, you don't have to go after looking for him if he has any relatives. Because you know, obviously, that he doesn't have any children because he's a minor, and therefore you give it to the Kehanim. And actually, from here, the Gemara in Sanhedrin of Samach Tesev learns that a minor is not someone that can have children. That's where we learn from the Pasik that it's only by Ish you have to look after to see if he has Goyim or not by a cotton, since he himself converted as a minor who doesn't have any other relatives and can't have children. So then, that's where the Pasik is good, but not a woman, a woman that you would have to return that to the Kahanim and he cannot keep it, the Gazan for himself. Now, turn about Linda Brysa, again, regarding this halacha. It says the Pasik in Bamidbar, Lashem la Koin. So the Gez la Ger, you return it to Hashem to the Koin, which what does that mean? Kana Hashem, Hashem acquires it, and he gives it to the Kayin in that Mishmer, which the, the Kayin was split up into different Mishmaris, into different groupings, which that time, that week, that he's coming to have atonement for this that he stole from a convert. And he brings a carbon Ashram, and he brings the principal and the Chaymish, so he gives it to the Kayin in that Mishmer. Now, says the Mishmer, is that really true? Do you have to give it to the Kayin of that Mishmer? Maybe you could give it whatever Kayin you want to. So on that says the Brayse when the Pasik says over there that Milvad El Hakipur, besides the ram of atonement, Ashikapa by Allah, which should atone for him, meaning one of the things he has to do to atone for stealing from the convert is to bring a carbon of Asham, of a of a, a, an al, a ram. Now what it sounds like there in the Pasik is that whoever you're giving the carbon to is who you give the principle to. Now the El HaKippurim could only be brought by the coin in that Mishmer. Like the Pasuk in Devar Mirtches says that Levad Mimkarim Al-Avis Ani Meaning to say that, as the Gemara Sukkah explains, meaning you have to give it to the coin in that Mishmer to bring that carbon. So obviously the Pasuk there is talking about, which is saying that who do you give the principle to is the one who you bring the carbon, the, the ram to, which is the coin in that Mishmer. So you have to give the money also to the coin in that Mishmer. Now, relating to this halacha, Tarabon Linda Brysa, Harisha Yegezel Kayin. If a Kayin stole from a convert, now, when he reached his week, his Mishmer, to do the Avayid in the Beis Amikdash, that week he came to admit, after the convert had died, that he stole from the convert, which he had sworn falsely about. Says the Brysa, Minayin Shlo Yemen, from where do we know that he cannot say, look, Hail Kahanim, since the Gezel Hager, when the Gazlin comes and returns it, it goes to the Kahanim. Now, now it's, it, I already have possession of it because I'm actually the Gazla. It should be mine. I should be able to maintain and hold on to the whole Gazela. Vidinu, he says, and that's actually logical to say that. Why? Because, and he want, the Kayin wants to say this, if by others, meaning if a Yisrael, someone else who stole from a convert, would go ahead and admit in this Mishmar, meaning I would take a portion with all my other brothers, the Kahanim who are in this Mishmar, so Bishal Atzma, from his own, meaning from my own, isn't it a Kabbalah that I should take everything? Because if I even get from someone else who's returning the theft, me, when I'm returning my own theft, and I'm in this Mishmar, I should just be able to maintain the whole thing and hold on to it. Reb Nassim he explains what we would have thought the Kabbalah would be in, the, in a different version. He says, the Kayin would say that the Gazlan, would say, If regarding something which he has no rights to, until it enters his domain, what does that mean? That's referring to, let's say, a Kayin who wants to bring a carbon to Dava. 
Shikamar tells us later on that when a Kayin comes and brings his Karbanis, at any time that he wants to, he could bring his Karban, even if it's not his Mishmar. And the, the meat and the hide all goes to him. Like the Pasuk says, that a man who has his Karbanis goes to him, which comes out that meaning the people, the kind of that Mishmar, have no rights to it. Yet, when it does enter his domain, meaning when that Kayin who's bringing his own Karban shares it with the people that Mishmar, he cannot go ahead and then remove it from him. Meaning, if he gives it to the kain, a different kain of that mishmer, he can't take it away anymore. Like it says, when the man gives it to the kain, him it's going to be, you can't take it back then anymore. Even though, really, it's something that he had no rights to. I mean, the other kain of that mishmer really had no rights because the kain who was bringing it was able to keep it for himself. But once he gives it, that guy could keep it. So, says this kain that's a gazan. So something which he has a portion in it, before it enters his domain, meaning when the Yisrael comes and he brings the, what he stole from a ger to this mishmer, even if he gives it to a different one of the brothers that are in that mishmer, still this kain has rights in it, he gets to share it with that kain. You don't get everything even though this guy gave it to you. We all share what's in this mishmer. So so when it enters his domain, meaning like in this case, where he really has the gears like here because he stole it himself, isn't it a that no one could take it away from him? So therefore, really, the, the, you would think the Kavu is that he could keep it for himself. And that is what the Bryce says, no, because if you're going to say regarding something that what you're trying to bring the Kavu from, by when a Kayin brings his own carbon where the other Kayin have no rights to it, yeah, because because just like he has no rights to it, others also have no rights to it. So therefore, you're right. When it's given to you, so who's going to hold, stop, hold you back? But, how are you making a kavachemer to when you steal from a convert? Which that belongs to all the people in the Mishmar, and they're all claimants for that money, because they're all sharing what comes into this Mishmar. Where just like yes, you have a rights to it, but so to others have a rights to it, and therefore that doesn't make you any better than the rest of it. Even though you have and you're holding on to it, you would have to split it with the other ones. You can't say, oh, no one can take it away from you anymore because you have it already. That's over there, where not only did you have no rights, but they also had no rights. So again, when it's given to you, then no one can take it away from you. But by guess like where they did have rights, so even though you do have it, they should also have rights to it. Ella rather says the yaday the theft of the convert that he's admitting to and returning now in his own mishmer is taken away from him. It's split equally amongst all the brothers, the kahanim, of that mishmer. Now on this, halacha, the Gemara asks, but the Pasuk says in the Midbar, and a man, his karbanis should be for him. Which the Gemara later on teaches us that a kind that brings his karbanis whenever he wants to, as we explained, so the hide and the meat all go to him. So the question is here also. This ram, that's a carbon ashram, for the gezla ger, that this kain who stole is coming to bring, he merits it because it's his carbon. And the kain can bring his carbon whenever he wants to and he gets all the meat and everything that he wants from it. So since he's bringing it and he merits in it, so therefore the gezel itself, the principle should also be his, because as the Gemara said, it says in the Pasuk, Milvad El Hakipurim, which we said that whoever gets the carbon, which we thought in general, that means the, the crown of that Mishmer, gets the gezel too. But in this case, since he's the one that's bringing the carbon, he should get the gezel. Why are we saying in the Bryce that it goes in the cheer amongst all his brothers in that Mishmer? So the Gemara answers, you're right. What are we talking about over here that he doesn't get to keep it? Because seemingly he should, because he's bringing the carbon, he should keep the gazel. It's some of a kayin tummy. 
Tuma where this coin is Tomei, where he cannot bring the carbon, the ram of the Ashram, because a coin that's Tomei can't bring the carbon. So since he's not bringing the carbon, that's why you're right, he doesn't get to keep the Gezlager himself, it gets shared amongst all the other brothers, and the Kabbal Chaimer logic that he said doesn't stand as we explained the Brisa. Now, but the Gemara asks, Iba Kayin Tomei, but if you tell me that this Kayin who stole is Tomei now, so how can you say in the way we describe the logic in the Brisa, Oh, so somebody that he has a portion in it, that, oh, so then no one should be able to take it away from him. What do you mean? Mi Islay? Does he have a portion in it? What do you mean? The Gemara in Zavacham, the tells us that a Tomei does not sp- split from the Kodshi HaMikdash, which includes even the hides. And so too, Gezel HaGer is also considered Kodshi HaMikdash, even though it's not a carbon, but it's the same thing, like hide, which is monetary, not edible things. So too is Gezel HaGer. So then how can you say that, oh, you would have thought he gets to keep the whole thing. What do you mean? It's told about a coin tummy. You, you just told me to answer why he doesn't get to keep it himself. But a coin tummy then wouldn't even have a chalik in it. So El the Gemara says, you're right. We're talking about a coin that's tahar. So then we're back to the question. So why do we take it away from him? If he's bringing the carbon himself, then he should be able to keep the gezel also. So that says the Gemara, We learn that Shava from the word where it says that it goes to the Koyin from Steachuza, where it says over here, by which, as the Gemara is going to explain, teaches us, just like over there we take it away from him, so to over here we take it away from him. Which, as Rashi points out, then you'd have to say that the Pasuk V'ishtas Kedashev comes to teach us other things. It doesn't tell us that whoever brings the carbon, which he's the one bringing the carbon, it, it wouldn't say that he gets the, the Gezel itself. So what's this Gzer Shava? It's kind of like when the Bryce of the Pesach, the Yikra says, and this is in Perak of Zion, Pesach Havalaf, that says, that the field, which as we're going to explain, is a Steachuza, which is an ancestral field that someone inherited from his father, from his father, from the times of Yeshua, Benun, and he was Makdashit. So it says that when it's Betzeisa B'yayvul, that when it goes out in the Yevul year, it's Kodesh L'Hashem, it's Holy T'Hashem, Kestehacherem. So the Pesach there says that it goes out like Koyin for the Koyin is going to be, Achuzasai, his ancestry. Now that Brisa asks, what is this word Achuzasai coming to teach during the Pasuk? It should have just said that it's like a Steacherim, and like Kain it, it, it now it goes to the Kain. As we said in the Yevli, it goes out to the Kain. What does it come to teach when it says Achuzasai, his ancestry? So on that explains the Brisa. From where do we know that a field that goes out to Kahanim in the Yevil year, which again, as we explain, is if someone takes his Steachuza and his Makdash, he says it goes to Hektish. Now, moreover, he doesn't redeem it from Hektish, because if he did, it would stay by him. Rather, the Gizber, the one that takes care of the Hektish's properties, sells it to someone else. So, with the Yevil year, it gets removed from the Lekiach, which usually if someone sells to a regular person, it goes back to him. In this case, where Hekdish sold him, it goes back to Hekdish. Then the halach is what the Pasuk teaches us. It gets split amongst the kanam of that Mishmer, which the Yevil year started. Like it says there in the Pasuk, if the owner doesn't redeem the field, then then if the Gizbar had sold the field, then the owners cannot redeem it anymore. Rather, like the Pasuk says, the field goes to the kanam as this price is torn entire kanam and in Masech this Erechim. So, on that teaches the Brysa, from where do we know that a field that goes out to the common Yevil year? Now, what's important is, says the Brysa, but let's say, let's say that the one who bought from the Gizber, meaning there was still 25 years left from when this guy was Makdash until the Yevil year, so a coin saw that there was a notice, there was an opportunity to buy this field, he bought it, which is only up until Yevil year, from the Gizber. Now, he's actually from that Mishmer that the Yevil year falls on. 
says the Bryce, how do we know that this coin cannot say, look, since anyway this field goes out and it's split amongst the Kalman and the Yevil year, the Haritach is I'm already holding on to it. I'm the one that boarded for this past 25 years. So to Shali, so it should be mine. I should be able to maintain the full ownership of this field. And Vidinu, it's actually logical to say this as a kind. Why? Because even other people's fields who they bought, and then at the Yevil year they can't hold on to it anymore. I merit a portion in that. So so the field that is already mine, isn't it a kolshikain that for sure I should be able to maintain the whole field? That's what the Bryce teaches. The Pasuk says the words that it's like the cherem field, which is a certain type of hektish, which gets given to the Kahanim. To the Kain, it should be his ancestry. What does that mean? So the Bryce explains, not like what we would necessarily say the, the simpler translation is. Uh, the the Bryce says the drush is achuzashalai. It's trying to say it goes to the kayin, then it says achuzasai. What does that mean, achuzasai? Meaning the, the person's own ancestry field, that is his. But but this field which he bought from the Gizber, which is then being split amongst other kingdom, that's not his. So so what do we actually do? It actually gets taken away from the coin who had boarded up until now. gets split amongst all his brothers to kahanim, meaning he does not get to keep it. So since over there we see this halacha, although he was the one holding on to it on, up until now, it still gets taken away from him and split equally amongst him and all his brothers who are in this mishmer. So to the Gzir Shavav, Lakayin teaches us, whereby Gezla Ger, which also says this goes Lakayin, is the same halacha, where again, although seemingly, Be'ishas Kadosh of should teach us that if this Kayin, who he's the one who stole from the Ger, he's bringing the carbon himself, he should be the one who gets the Gezel, on that the Gzir Shavav teaches us that no, that it gets split amongst all the brothers of Kahanim, even though he is from that same Mishma. Now the Gemara mentions this halacha that we, that we alluded to before, Tanabant Lin Lebraisa. Where do we know that a coin that comes and he wants to bring his carbon, whether he took a nether that he wants to bring a carbon, or he actually had an obligation, he sinned, he has to bring a carbon chatos or an asham, that he could bring it even in the Mishmar, which is not his. Usually there's 24 Mishmaris, you have to wait for your week to serve in the base of Medesh. How do we know that that he come anytime he wants to, he could come and bring his own carbon? That's the Pashik teaches in Devarim, that he can come whenever his heart desires, and he can go ahead and serve in the Beis HaMikdash. Now, where do we know that the reward for the work, which is the meat of the carbon, and the height of it, that that also goes to his Tamalayman, that's what the Pasuk teaches in Bamidbar, which says, V'ish is Kadashav, that a man of his Kadshim, lo yiyu to him it shall be, which means to say that if this is his carbon that he worked on, he gets to keep the meat. So, okay, so, so how does this work out? So the Bryce explains. If the kain who's bringing a carbon was actually a blemished kain, where he's fit to eat, a blemished kain gets, he could eat from the kachan, but he's not able to do the avoid, he can't bring the actual carbon itself. So therefore, since he can't, do the, he can't bring the carbon himself, so neither could he make a shlich, which is kamaisa, an agent like him, to bring the carbon whenever he wants to. Rather, we would have to give the actual avayda to the kain of that mishma. Now, but since he is fit to eat himself, so therefore we would fulfill the ishes kadashav that a man for his kadshim lo yiyu, and therefore actually the 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 the, the outcome, the, the the consequence of the work, meaning the meat and the hide, actually belongs to him. Meaning the consumption is his because he could eat, but the actual avayda he can't do, so he can't appoint someone to do it. 
because it, it could only be as strong as the Mishalech itself, and therefore you would have to have the kind of that Mishma doing it. Now the Baisa continues at the top of Kofiur Madalaf. Now, but let's say the opposite. If he was elderly or ill, which as Gemara will shortly explain, he's fit to do that Vaida, although not, not uh, optimum, but he's not fit to eat. So actually in such a case, Noisna, he can give it to do the hakrava to do the Avodah So he could pick whatever coin he wants to do it, because since he himself could do the Avodah, so again he can make a Shliach to be like him and do it whenever he wants to. But, but the actual meat and the hide, he doesn't go to him. It actually goes to the Kahanam of that Mishmer, because since he can't eat, so neither can he make a Shliach to eat it. Now, the Gemara just clarifies, as we mentioned, what's this case of the elderly or ill person? And that is, if he could do that Avodah, meaning which includes both parts, the, the actual slaughtering and, and throwing the blood and all the things and eating it. So then then also the, the meat and the hide should also be his because he could do that Avodah. If he can't do that Avodah, then how does he make a Shliach for the Hakrava if that also shouldn't be his if he can't do that Avodah? So Amrah Papa, Papa says, as we just alluded to before, that there's actually... Although he's elderly or ill, there's going to be a difference between the eating and between the doing the Avodah. Because, He could do both elements of the Avodah in, 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 in a non-ideal situation. Meaning, uh, in, in a B'dyeva type. Now, Avodah, When you do the service, which in the Beis Amigdash, although he's elderly and he's throwing the blood and he's receiving it, which is, which is, which is, which is not ideal, Still, still it's a service, it, it's, it's an Avaidah. So, he could make an agent to take his place, because he could have done it himself, albeit with much exertion. But but eating, when you eat in an extreme situation, that's what's called Achila Gasi, that's called excessive eating, which actually a person is disgusted, he could eat, but it's Adayatchak, it disgusts the person. Now, eating, excessive eating, is not even called eating, because although you got the food into your system, that's not considered eating. That's why the meat and the hide, he can't make a shlich for that, because it's not even considered that he could be oichel, because achila de'etchak is not considered achila. Avoida de'etchak is considered avoida, and therefore, for that, he can't do, and that's why there's that division by zakan or achila, where for the eating, he cannot, has to go to the people that mishmer, but for the Avaidah, he could make a shlich again in contrast to the Balmum, who actually could make for the Achila, but cannot make for the Avaidah, because since he can't do the Avaidah, and therefore he can't go ahead and make a shlich. But again, that's based on this concept of that a kind, whenever he wants to, could bring his own carbon, and he also therefore gets the rights to the meat and to the hide.